One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review SmackDown, but also Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage. Pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. The go-home show, of course, ahead of SummerSlam, although not the biggest show on Friday night, I think it's fair to say, this week at least. All the talk, and I know we've contributed plenty to that talk, can finally be over. All the anticipation all the excitement, all those buzzing timelines, all those amazing fantasy booking Reddit threads. Tonight, it all builds to a crescendo. And finally, it all can be answered once and for all. What is next for King Nakamura? It has been the question, (laughs) the suspicion, the excitement that has captured the wrestling fans like never before, certainly not in the last decade. We've all wondered just what will he do next? The new Intercontinental Champion with belt, crown, and guitarist, and he's not even booked at the pay-per-view. Will he just appear on TV tonight? Will he have a match tonight? Will he build to something at the pay-per-view at the weekend? We just don't know. (laughs) And I know that this is probably going to be one of them ones that people will rush to listen to so fast that it might crash the servers. So I hope you get to listen to this before the big reveal of what King Nakamura's going to do. But we'll try, if we can, to harness that excitement for just maybe half an hour more and then the wait is nearly over, guys. Get the family around, call your mates, text those laps fans, because it is tonight. It is tonight. What is the new Intercontinental Champion, King Nakamura, going to do? That is right, Michael Hamford. Friday night. It's sobbing time, because Sad Corbin's there on SmackDown. <laughs> it is, it's really surreal, this, isn't it? Just so before we get into the SmackDown preview. I lie. Mate, this uh, brand has got me feeling blue. <laughs> uh, when we uh, and we knew this day would come, obviously, with you know, diving out the podcast and I happily take the, the WWE stuff, stand for it till I die, unfortunately. And uh, Sidrich get rampage, and there's going to be some weeks where you know things might swing back in my favor. It's at least not raw, maybe, but not this one, <laughs> not this in one. Um, I it's very much a look. If nothing else, SmackDown has the chance tonight to be a very serviceable lead into one of the biggest wrestling events of the year. <laughs> and like, why not take the opportunity? The wrestling fans aren't paying attention to anything you're doing, but they might have got their mates around. They might have got the pizzas in and they might need a pre-show 
for Rampage. They might need a two-hour kickoff. And you've got one right there on Fox. Treat them. It's, it's, it is, you're right. It's the perfect lead-in. Get your cereal ready. Sit down. <laughs> and it's the, it's the three steps, isn't it? Wheel of Fortune, Smackdown, Rampage. That's it. I'm going to have my Crunchy Nut Conflict Sugar High in the middle of the goddamn night. We're good to go. Is that your, what's your strategy? Because you've got kids, obviously. It's not like you can just be like, oh, Saturday will be a write-off and then I'll watch SummerSlam. Yeah, um, pardon what sounds like horrendous unprofessionalism for me here, but I, uh, I'm going on holiday tomorrow. Um, and obviously SmackDown would normally be a, a Saturday morning priority. I might have to wait a little while to catch up on those results because I will be setting an alarm for 2.59 a.m. to get up to watch a one-hour wrestling show to try, even though I have a feeling that Euphoria will then keep me buzzing awake after the fact, to try and go back to sleep after it's finished. Um, because, yeah, the kids aren't going to care at quarter six, 6 a.m. that uh, it was clobbering time at half past three. They're just not going to give a single... Sh- so that's my cross to bear, unfortunately. SmackDown, look, let's talk about this show. I'm pumped to watch it in like three days when the discourse finally quiets down and whatever happens on Rampage tonight. I'm sure it'll be a belter. And in all seriousness, preview coming to What Culture Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, SummerSlam, as we have got in the tank ready to drop on Saturday, is one to get excited about. Genuinely, mm. 40,000 people in the big stadium in Las Vegas, all flippancy for those people that still irrationally hate AEW to one side. SummerSlam is a thing to get excited about. So maybe, just maybe, this SmackDown won't be so bad either. And the blue brand has, without question, the better matches on this card, in oh, my yeah. opinion, or the most anticipated. Let's talk talk about the most obvious one, the, the match we assume will main event uh, on, on Saturday night, of course. Roman Reigns defending his Universal Championship against John Cena. It's sort of their final showdown tonight. What do you make of what's been going on with these back and forths and missionary and all that bollocks? Not loved it. Um, I think the fans really, really like it. So I'm going to try and like separate the objective from the subjective because I don't think this has necessarily been the most effective use verbally of um, John Cena and Roman Reigns in their current guises. However, and we'll touch on this more in the SummerSlam preview tomorrow, if... Um, Reigns just obliterates Cena, then this has kind of all made sense, doesn't it? You know, Cena's attitude towards this whole thing and his almost like obnoxious confidence towards mm. Roman Reigns um, has been worth it for that grand payoff. What it's meant, though, is that, yes, these crowds are thrilled to see John Cena. That is clear. They're enjoying booing the Roman Reigns character. The dynamics are at very least correct. Mm-hmm. The babyface, baby the heel is the heel, and it's John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Did you ever think this day would come? Like, it's quite remarkable that WWE have managed to hold on to that if nothing else. Um, but it doesn't, as a result, feel like there's much left to say. They went half an hour last week on SmackDown. They took up the opening half an hour of a two-hour wrestling show Jeez. doing their verbal exchanges and their jousts and things like that. And even then, there weren't really any new points made. Roman Reigns got to say Nikki Bella. Ooh. John Cena got to name-check the Shield. Ah. But other than that, there was no sort of extra add-ons to the story from what we already knew. To that end, surely tonight can only be one thing. Tag team partners that can't coexist. <laughs> Put them in there against the dirty dogs. And just how are they going to get it done before SummerSlam? Yeah, I wouldn't have any physical interaction probably between these two. I think that's the whole, you know, that's what you're paying for on Saturday night, effectively. But mm. I, I genuinely think, I know they've sort of done this on the other show with the world title match, but I genuinely think they could have just said, it's official and I'd still be as excited as I am now. I, I'll admit, I did, and the missus, big, you know, Nikki Bella fan, and uh, obviously followed the relationship. I did 
pause and rewind and go, oh, got him sort of thing when he dropped the, the Bella line and obviously the, the Dean Ambrose line. I wonder what Dean Ambrose looks to nowadays. Anyway, um, it's, yeah, it's one of those ones where they, they ha- would have to, like you say, do bloody tag team stuff to actively put me off this. And I, I'll, I'll happily have another, you know, supposedly gloves off back and forth between these two or maybe just a brief reminder of what Cena's got coming on, on Saturday night. You know, he choked out Balor the other week. I don't know who I'd put in there, but maybe, 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 oh, I don't know. Do I want Cena to stand tall before? I don't know if I do actually before Saturday. I have long thought they might use um, something they've been doing on the house shows, I believe uh, for the go home Smackdown. And it's, Kind of the thing where they probably should have previewed it if that's the case. So I kind of think now it's not going to happen. But you know, it's WWE. There's always a space for an impromptu match. Cena and Mysterio's versus Reigns mm. and the Usos felt sort of perfect as a main event for this episode because you could certainly tease exchanges between Cena and Reigns without necessarily giving them away. If anything, you could do that thing with Roman where he backs off a little bit, and obviously, ultimately, it lulls Cena into a false sense of security, and he gets battered at SummerSlam. Um, and you could have, you know, seen a pin one of the Usos for sending the fans home happy, all that sort of thing. I thought they would go with that, but it just strikes me as the match they probably would have advertised for television. Then they know it stands a decent chance of getting a number as far as the main event goes. But it is WWE, and we could get that advertisement at what half an hour before showtime on Twitter tonight when people are almost certainly going to be talking about something else. Mm. Yeah, it's it, just to reiterate something I say on a weekly basis: checks, notes, WWE advertised nothing for this show. <laughs> Absolutely nothing, at least the time of recording. And it's it's a busy day for us today. It's it's midday here in the UK. We've got a lot of stuff to do and, and preview and look forward to. We've got takeover preview, for example. Me and Hamlet are going to be recording this afternoon as well. Rampage preview, me and Sid are going to be recording. We've got all the other stuff usually goes on. It's less than 12 hours before the show. Well, it feels, no, about 12 hours before the show now. And nothing's been advertised yet again. No, um. Do you recall the days when the Wednesday Night War was still, in inverted commas, competitive and spying that they didn't have quite enough spice on the show, NXT would drop a tweet about half an hour before air and they'd kind of worked out in their mind that maybe that was actually the best strategy to take because people would be online getting excited for one show and then might have their heads turned because mm. of in the opener. Don't start with them. Come over here. So maybe that's WWE's attitude tonight. It's not a head-to-head, but they know exactly where the conversation is going to be leading. <laughs> Smackdown ends and they go... Right, uh, join us for SummerSlam tomorrow and go to bed now. Good night. <laughs> Turns out they've like they've made one last big move and it's like, join us for SummerSlam now. And it comes <laughs> to the thousand people in the building that they got there in secret on a giant bus. Um, in terms of a go-home show as well, uh, we've seen a lot of interactions between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, with Sasha Banks getting the best of it. I mean, with the help of you know Carmella and Selena Vega recently, of course. Is this the show where maybe, spoilers, we may suggest that there could be a title change on uh, on Saturday for the SmackDown Women's Championship in our preview tomorrow? But is this the night maybe Bianca gets a bit of uh, a bit of a gets a bit of her own back against Sasha because it's felt like consistently, aside from jabs on the mic, it's been bank statements left, right, and centre. Yeah, we know that Sasha Banks doesn't think a lot about jabs. Um, it's hard to say. Bianca Belair could probably do with a um, 
not that kind of like momentum building win because it's WWE and we know that sort of stuff is ultimately meaningless. This is a big match and she doesn't need a win tonight to make her feel like she's back on Sasha's level just because, yeah, as you say, Sasha's kind of had her number since being back on SmackDown. Um, I think perhaps tonight is um, Bianca Belair defeating Zelina Vega soundly. Mm. He put away Carmella a couple of times, obviously just before um, Sasha Banks returned. She defeated, I think it was Carmella in a tag match they had before Sasha turned on her. It was Carmella that took the pin, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So it's probably Vega tonight. Whatever it was that convinced um, Selena Vega and Carmella to help out Sasha last week, um, they're probably not going to be allies as a threesome after SummerSlam. So you kind of get the most you can out of that tonight. Straight singles win for Bianca Belair. And then that sort of stare down perhaps at Sasha Banks at the announce booth or on the outside where she tried and failed to help you know, with some interference or something like that. Bianca Belair just showing people that she's still the EST. She's got a head and her shoulders. She's got ability. And Banks should be worried. This last little beat of the story, if anything, should be there to reduce Sasha's confidence slightly because at the moment she's absolutely flying at the summertime. She's cruising. And it would be nice to just, um, I don't know, like return a bit of doubt to the, to the scene with a Bianca Belair win. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. In terms of other matches uh, this weekend, of course, one of the most anticipated is, of course, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Unquestionably a dream match. Uh, Seth Rollins with yet again another PowerPoint presentation about how much better he is than Edge last week. You sense a response from Edge tonight and a lead in 
to yeah, what what is going to be one of the best matches of the weekend, in my opinion. Yeah, I really hope it is. Um, genuinely excited for it, and I've, I've on our other previews and reviews, I've been very complimentary of this build. I have been surprised that the occasionally quite cheesy Edge and Seth Rollins have in fact developed a fairly strong, fairly detailed and details orientated rivalry. There's been a lot of quite nice touches that like has clued me into thinking there's been some thought put into this between the creative team and the wrestlers themselves, because as we've said before, the, nobody knows the characters better than the wrestlers. So it feels like a good, strong collaborative effort where the results have been mostly good. Um, Seth Rollins' promo last week was tremendous, genuinely insightful video that he'd obviously spent a lot of time taking some tips from Kyle O'Reilly, I guess, um, on the editing process. But he's what the point of it all was, of course, was to find the best like-for-likes he could to show that Edge is this age and weathered version of him. I would like Edge in response to also line up one of What Culture's Finest Editors to help him out with a video response to the video. Um, you know, Adam Nicholas would probably do Edge a favour, I imagine. Like, he sat with him this week, he's put a nice video together for him, Edge using that footage against Seth. So rather than Seth doing, look, I did this thing and I did it better, Edge plays it the other way and says, look, I was the original. Mm. I was I was doing, and then find some things from earlier in Edge's career or various points, like when you were still in diapers, I was doing this. When you were making $20 on a Saturday and you were having to spend it on gas and raw potatoes, look what I was doing. There's a way to flip exactly what Seth has said against him and say, look, it's about experience over youthful exuberance and I'm going to do this all over again at SummerSlam. Yeah, it, 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 again, it's another match at SummerSlam that really doesn't require that much of a sell tonight, but it, it will be a, 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 a hell of a lead-in, like you say, to have Edge remind everyone of the man that he is or was and now is, I suppose I should say, and uh, have that. I, I really like, and I think Seth Rollins can play this quite well, when someone like Seth Rollins is like, you're an old guy and I'm going to break your neck, and then suddenly have that look in his eye of like, oh, bollocks. Oh no, I've, I've just realised what I've got myself in for and it's all too late for that. I think that's the way, best way to play it. But yeah, I think, you know, it's a catalogue of, you know, how far are you willing to go? Because this is what I've done in the past sort of thing and, you know, ultimate opportunists, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, we joked about it before, but what is next for King Skay Nakamura, the new intercontinental champion? And did you see that title change coming last week? I didn't. Um, it was one of the, it was remember we've done this with other matches before where he said, What next for these two feuding wrestlers? And we'll say they'll probably have a match tonight and then again on the pay-per-view. <laughs> like you get does this feel like a pay-per-view feud? Does it feel like a television one? No, just do it twice. Um they did it with it wasn't a match that we could have previewed, um, but it came on the night and it was a big win, I guess, for um Sorry, not like a result we could have forecast, I guess, because it felt like a title change would have been saved for this ginormous stage that's just around the corner if you wanted to do it. It, was, it wasn't without pomp and circumstance. Nakamura got a great reaction for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest moment of the match was probably the referee throwing out the number twos on each side. So Aziz and Boogs were both gone virtually at the same time with the referee doing a, you're out of here. The fans responded more to that than they did most of the action. But Kinshasa went down well. Nakamura's celebration felt really earnest. He looked really pleased to be the Intercontinental Champion again. Um, Boogs and Pat McAfee dancing on the announce like desk with him, all that sort of stuff. They made some ceremony out of it. So I would suggest that tonight is more of that. Nakamura is great at ceremony. Um, really, really good at looking 
like this ridiculous deviant at a party uh, when he was the king. They got him this amazing throne and his new gear. I can imagine with Booze having playing a special tune for him as Intercontinental Champion, something all like, add, like drape it even more in gold than it already was that he's got a crown. However, the only place I can see this going is to rematch City. Mm. Um, Apollo Creed is going to want the belt back. He's going to think that this is all unfinished business. It's possibly too late for SummerSlam, but maybe not the kickoff. Exactly. Um, That's exactly what I was going to suggest. I think maybe he insists on a rematch and they go, you're good enough for the kickoff show. And it would be a great match, the kickoff show, in terms yeah. of a quality contest. It's a shame they wouldn't be on the main card. But like you say, we're already 10 matches on that card. You ain't cramming any more in there, especially if you want to finish on time. Hmm. Well, this is the thing as well. Uh, we've, again, it's all for the podcast tomorrow, but we've um, we talked about how WWE are actually limited by circumstances beyond their control. Um, and it is sometimes the best thing when a company don't have the hand on the wheel. So with any luck, I mean, we're going to talk about something next that I actually think might get added. But again, it just creates more timing problems for them if they do sort of pack another contest on there. There's, there's two or three things on the SummerSlam card that need to run short as it is. They probably don't want to be cutting the legs off too much else. Because there is potential down the line. Now you've got Nakamura as a champion and a babyface. And you've got Sami Zayn as a former Intercontinental Champion. I mean, they could eventually go that way, couldn't they? They always should go yes. that way. Um, especially now that Kraut, yeah, I'd say that one more time. Um, there's a there's two little slices of history we can pull from there. There is, of course, the Dallas Classic. Um, but if you recall, the last time Nakamura was Intercontinental Champion, it was because Sami was his number two, dancing down at the ring with him. Um, so they've got this history that drags in the Intercontinental title with it. So I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. I miss Sammy's in. I hope he's all right. Mm, yeah. Let's conclude by talking about a man who is the most unpredictable character in WWE, I'd say, right now. And that's sad Baron Corbin. He, I think the stipulation was off the back of that Kevin Owens defeat, he's not allowed to beg anymore, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Regardless of all that, obviously he's still down in the dumps, everything's getting repossessed and he's got no money, blah, 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 blah. And then he had the genius idea, I don't know why no one else has thought of this in the past, of just stealing Big E's Money in the Bank briefcase. That has to be one of the big things they follow up on tonight. And it, it bloody get, get better get resolved because I feel like I love this new weird character direction with Baron Corbin, but I want Big E to be holding that briefcase when certain matches go down on Saturday, let's just say. Yeah, um, I have two conflicting thoughts on all of this because, so the Baron Corbin character, like I got my pants pulled down a little bit by Darren to put it over quite a lot a couple of weeks ago, then WB like made a mess with it on that very night. But I will say, um, so I echo some thoughts from last week's episode. The fact that this character is successful at this point because he just lost a match to Kevin Owens that felt, like it made sense as a booking. Um, Owens had interacted with him a few weeks earlier. I tried to change his life in a meaningful way rather than just giving him these ridiculous sums of money he keeps asking for. I just need $100,000. And it was like, just take 20, but just be a better man. And he's not taking that advice. And that was kind of folded into the match with Kevin Owens last week. But this character at this point knows itself so well and can be written for so well that he was immediately inserted into his next mini feud, which in this case would be because he's taken the title. That's the makings of a good character. Because normally, one of the WWE's problems as a storytelling company is that you absolutely can only focus on the thing you're doing. God forbid, <laughs> as a wrestler, you're involved in anything else. You know what I mean? You go to work in the day. If we're having a, a big podcast day, we don't speak to any other colleagues. We don't go and have a cup of coffee <laughs> with anybody. 
Murray, Sidgwick, nobody, nobody gets a look in. It's just me and you all day. It's the only thing happening. That's the life of a WWE superstar. So when a character is fully drawn, they can exist across multiple characters because it becomes about their, it becomes about their personality traits. How do you bring Baron Corbin into the John Cena, Roman Reigns contract signing? How do you bring Baron Corbin into Finn Balor's orbit, into Kevin Owens' orbit, and now into Big E's? Big compliment. Like, honestly, that is me paying this. The biggest compliment is this is a character that is three-dimensional. You cannot just steal the money in the bank briefcase. No. <laughs> that is not a thing. Like, I get it. He's a desperate man doing desperate things. But fundamentally, they cannot treat this like it means anything. Like, it's strange. They have to walk a line here. Baron Corbin has to feel like he's got the answer, even if it's just a matter of holding it ransom and making Big E pay to get it back, for example. WWE cannot treat this as a valid thing. Possession is not nine-tenths of the law when it comes to this thing. Otherwise, why would anybody go through a torture ladder match? Just deck the, it becomes a 24-7 title. Just deck the guy afterwards and steal it. <laughs> oh, cool, I'm missing money in the bank now. Like, so they've got to play smart with this. And is WWE the company that plays smart? Well, we'll see, I guess. Um, let Big E be livid that Baron Corbin stole it, by all means, because that's stopping him cashing in and he might have seen the perfect opportunity, but Corbin's got his case, so he can't get it himself. I would suggest you either book, if you want to race to SummerSlam and make sure you get the case back on Big E, just in case you need the case on Big E at SummerSlam, you could slot this match on for that card. If Big E cashing in is not in mind for Saturday, then you've got a pretty decent TV feud set up here. It can be a ransom thing, it can be a chase thing, and it can obviously in the end be a match thing where Big E gets what has been stolen from him. Or LTST, it could be the squirty case thing that they had with Rollins and Andrew. <laughs> But he opens it up and just gets fired in the face with cereal and pancakes. Yeah, I don't want comedy bollocks here. Get me that exact case for Christmas, please. <laughs> I don't want, yeah, I don't want comedy bollocks and I don't want a match because that's otherwise you've established then. Well, even like you say, even if you can't just grab it, obviously, but if you nick it off them, then you at least get a shot at taking it off them. I want a ransom. I want, yeah, no, it can't be, they can't like put it on a pole or something. Um, yeah, no, that's not on. But yeah, I do like the idea of Corbyn thinking possession is nine-tenths of the law and trying to flog it to people. And someone like a Sami Zayn mm. going, you know what? But I, yeah, yeah, I just, I want this resolved tonight for the exact reason you just said there. I don't think we needed another match on SummerSlam. It's, it'd be another short, very predictable match because there's no, well, there is a way because it's WWE, but there's no way they're taking it off Big E right now. So, yeah, it, it just, it feels like, I feel like this can just be, you know, the last act of a desperate man that's, is the catalyst to, to changing him into, I don't know, Happy Corbin or whatever the bloody hell they're doing next. Or does this end uh, with a shot of Biggie, uh, sorry, not Biggie, Baron Corbin um, at the roulette wheel on Saturday, somewhere along the strip, and he just says, uh, I want it all on red, and he puts it on red, and the wheel spins and there's double zeros, and the, the croupier says the house wins, and they scoop the briefcase up with them little, you know, gold spoony things they've got, and Big E's the croupier. Yeah, oh, yes, that'd be that'd be good. I'll I'll take that. Biggest bollocks like that, you know. I forgot about the Vegas aspect of it all. Yeah, great that, but you, you can't just nick the briefcase because it's lying about. Oh. It's ridiculous, but I have no doubt this is something I'm actually looking forward to being followed up on on a night where. I mean, SmackDown's the lead in, isn't it? Let's be perfectly honest, for, for a quite a big night. 
unless nothing happens and then it's a lead in for for Kira Hogan versus Jay Cargill, which I'm sure will be great, but isn't quite what I was expecting on, you know, the small hours of Saturday morning. Look in my eyes. What do you see? Is it somebody that gives a flame about SmackDown? <laughs> All right. Well, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch. They can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. A busy few days coming our way uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. Our AEW Rampage preview is available right now. Got Wrestle Culture coming later on, and we'll deal with we'll deal with everything. Might take us a bit of time, but it's a, a hell of a weekend. We've got a SummerSlam live stream on the YouTube channel on Saturday night. Uh, we're going to have our SummerSlam preview podcast that'll be out tomorrow. We'll have an NXT TakeOver preview podcast out on Sunday. We'll be reviewing all of that. And don't forget to join Ben Roy and Andy for our AEW Rampage live stream tonight or sort of early hours of tomorrow for them reviewing John Moxley versus Danny Garcia and anything else that might happen on that show. Jurassic Express as well. They're, they're fighting in that tag team eliminator tournament against Private Party. Oh, a nice, uh, tight three-match hour. Should be nice. <laughs> right, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And wait, we'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.